This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, I guess I would agree with the first part of his statement. Every year we are privileged at the Archicala. And I think a period over there would just, uh, would just make a sentence right. Um, it's, uh, it's almost like a Nahafoku, the summer tends to be dead time. In most places there's the lack of Torah, it's kind of downtime. And to make it the most refreshing part of the year, where we have a tzibur of uh, people that are also in our process to be able to refresh themselves, rejuvenate themselves, and as the tzaps are together of all sorts of from every shade and uh, school that there is, um, I year after year I wish to give a shakar to the Friedman family and to Grace Friedman especially, who's um, I would say it's his brainchild, I would say it's his heart child. It's uh, it's something that it's the shaman leaves in it to see the beauty of Torah and the actors of all shades of the community. And uh, I wish to help. We should always have such uh, tremendous institutions in our midst. And it's a type of thing I think gives its parents a whole year round where you come back to teaching and, you, and we ourselves have filled up our batteries. It's a big difference and that's uh, a progressive. So the first part, um, last year we did a piece in Netzach Yisrael in the middle. I, I guess we can start from the beginning and we'll do a piece. There's some 60 odd prokin, so every year we do a peric, and we'll go back again when we finish. It's uh, after 60 years, the says you forget. So if you have 60 some odd prokin, you can, will always be able to have. Um, since the time is a bit limited on this, because there's a question and answers also part, so I'm going to skim down a bit to get to one or two points that he's talking about. Let's first a, a drop of Akadama. Um, the, the general, one of the general phrases we speak about Korban based on Migdash, but in terms of Kalal Yisrael, we speak in terms of Golas and Geula. And the phrase Golas encompasses different Inyanim. And he says, he starts off by saying, I'm going to skip me through the first paragraph because just to be a little more compact in time, that we know, it's hard to tell a person what Geula is without knowing what Golas is. And let's explain this a, a minute. Um, a person, our perception of things is only relative. For instance, if a person has, um, if a person was Zohar to great wealth, it means beforehand he didn't have it, now he has it. Something that we take for granted as the natural bar, for instance, good health. The appreciation of good health is when a person has a shalom goes through a period of difficulty, so then the good health is meaningful. Uh, the same thing, Geula, is meant to be the normal state of Kali Yisrael, and he does speak about it that way. So to appreciate Geula, it's only from the sense of the distortion that Golas produces in Kali Yisrael. So he says, Kashadova, the first line is, Kashadova, amitis. You know everything good from its opposite. Uh, from the contrast of what's not, you know what there is. That's what you saw the mouth of a lot of places. Next paragraph. When we try to explain what the Golos is, we have to explain 
um, what brought Golos about and what is actually Golos. We have a tendency to put all our tsaras into a basket and label it Golos. It, it may be correct, but, but what is that basket of Golos and so on? Um, and we need to sit down and explore Golos because he says in Golos itself you have the Raya for Gula. Um, let's give just an, ex- an example of what he means over here and he will say it in the next few lines. If I tell you that somebody's arm was bent out of shape, was dislocated, somebody's arm was dislocated, your understanding is going to be that the, um, the cure is going to be relocating it in its place. There's an assumption that things don't naturally stay out of shape, and they tend to go back. So if I tell you somebody twisted his ankle, the assumption is going to be that at some point the ankle will untwist itself and right itself, and most things do it that way. So understanding gullus is, is a very deep condition that's inherently a distortion of the massive, of the natural massive of what Kaisal is, in many different ways. And therefore, it's begging to go back to its place. Just like a person's goof. Whenever there's some shinri, the goof tries by nature to jump back to its place. So anytime I label something as being a distortion of the massive, for instance, let's give an example. Um, if I tell you that somebody suffered a financial reverse and he no longer has any money, I don't see that he's going to get wealthier soon. Because I don't feel that it's a natural massive to be wealthy. It's not like health where there's a certain natural massive. So I say if he lost his money, he lost his money. But if I, th- if I say this person is a very shrewd financial dealer, and he's always done very well in business, and now he had a reversal, then I'll say, you know what? If you keep handling, it's going to come back to its massive. So, being that Golos is defined not just as a Mikra, a Kostrokal Punishkaisal, they suffered something, and so on. It's a much deeper suffering. It's something where something very, very Iker and Kaisal has been distorted and uprooted. That itself tells you that the Mahalach Hativi is going to be the com- it's, it's showing to go back to its original place. Like all things in the world that have a Mahalach Hativi, that, that it goes back to its place. So he says, ki ein um, Golos is something which is, a, it's an interruption of the natural state of Kaisal. Let's pause and talk a bit about this, because this is really a very fundamental Makuda. The first definition of Golos, and the first Tsar of Golos, is that Kalal Yisrael does not have its place anymore. The first definition of Golos is, we are not now a place. <laughs> Let's understand this in a, in a, in a deeper way. Um, a, a person in Marshall comes to a town. He needs a place to sleep at night. He can go to a motel. Somebody can be Machasorach. And the issue is simply, where am I going to sleep? Where am I going to put my luggage? Where am I going to eat my meals? That's the issue. 
But everyone understands that for a person to flourish, he needs to have a makom. If a person is, the, the, the word makom is something which is kind of vague, but, but let's give an example. So a person comes to yeshiva, yeshiva is very good, it's this, it's that, that, but I feel I don't have a place there. It's not my makom. What I mean is, I can't take root there, and I'm not going to be able to grow. It says about Akarish Baruch Hu, Akarish Baruch Hu's Mikomo Shal Olam. And so the Nefshachayim just explains it in terms of, it means that, that in, in, the, in the scale of things, we're a result of Akarish Baruch Hu, not vice versa. But Mokom is not just a description of Akarish Baruch Hu's greatness, it's a Hanhaga that is an extremely shorish tikahan haga of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, possibly the most shorish tikahan haga. In other words, Mokom means the place for something else to exist. A thing cannot exist if it doesn't have a place to exist. Let's give an example. Let's see what the Torah itself says, something like that. If Adam Arishon would have, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have created a woman, Without taking away something from Adam, then a wife would not have a place in the family. She'd be an extra. I'm, I'm a shalom. I'm the Seder Gamur. I'm a created the Tzir Kapov as a Dabba Shalom. Kashmoch didn't create some of So I'm shalom. When you add something to a Shlemus, you get an extra. It doesn't have any way to fit into my Mitzvah. I have my mitzvahs, I have chaverim. They're chaverim, they're very nice. But they don't have a mokom in my house. They're not, they can't become integrated and part of it because there's no place for them. A place means I'm lacking something and this comes and fills the void. Anytime when I make place for something, I used to have a roommate in Yeshiva that his, um, his, uh, his rules were he would clean up the room when there's no place for cigarette butts anymore but he couldn't find a place for cigarette but then he knew it was time to clean the room and he would, and he would uh, move the stuff uh, you know, he would, uh, he would make a mokum for the next few dozen cigarette butts that he had and so on a mokum means before something can exist it needs to have a mokum that exists and if I have a factory, if I have some sort of enterprise, and somebody wants a job, before I look to see if the person has qualities, if he's good, and they can work with him, and so on and so forth, do I need a person? Do I, have, do, I, do I need an accountant? Do I need a salesperson? Whatever it is. The mokom is the chisorum that allows for something else to be. So when HaKadosh Baruch wanted to create the Isha, so he took away from Adam, and Benayla Adam now has a chisarin that has to be mismali with, with the Isha. And that's where the Isha has the makom. It says, the Hanchel Elyon Goyim, the first Rashi also, Rashi says, HaKadosh Baruch put out gvulos for the Amin. What it means is, um, it says the muscle also, every makom, it says Adam, Le'ova Adam Shem, I think, wherever the Mauritian went, that's where there was a place for Yishuv. Every single, the Hanukkah Onion Goyim means, Akarish Baruch who gave each makom 
to accept an Ummah. And it works in both ways. The Makom needs Adam to develop it. And also that it says every single um, Ummah needs its Makom to find its Metzias. Just like a plant needs to grow on the ground, if you, uh, and just like it says Shoma Melech knew there were different veins in the ground that he knew where to plant each one so that each thing would have a place to grow in HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Mikomos that would serve each room it's not the Mikra, the French took France, the Spanish took Spain and the Italians took Italy and they could have switched it around it's not like that um, Rashi and Shlach says there's an Oretz Migadelas Chaloshim and an Oretz Migadelas Giborim. The land has a school of the, the French um, psyche, the French uh, personality finds its Mokom in France. It's at the Mokom, it's at the climate, it's at the wine, it's at the grapes. I can't imagine a Frenchman living without so many grapes and so much wine. And uh, it's hard to imagine in a place where the champagne would be made by the Spanish. So it's not, it's not oil la das But But at any rate, the Mokom itself allows for, for the growth of that Uma. And that's why all Umas, when you chase them out of the country, they disappear. There is no Uma. America has absorbed hundreds of Umas, and at the end of it, I, I was once aimed on it, uh, I guess from a joke, but it was um, the, the Mayor Katch from New York was once head of, you know, he was an honorary le- leading the parade on Ukrainian Day, when the Ukrainian New Yorkers marched, and he was at the head of the parade. And he told the marshal with him, the Ukrainian, he said, in the old country, if I would have seen so many Ukrainians behind me, I'd be sure to talk rum and I'd run for my dear life. So, so what happened exactly? I mean, what happened? They did shuva? No. The minute they left Ukraine, the minute they were taken out, they're Americans. They, they, they don't have a unique from, from whatever something Ukraine has its unique from. They don't have it here. It's not. So, so, so there's American everybody else. So the same football, the same this. No, no, no um, Metzius. So the Metzius of every Umar is a unique. It starts with the Makom. The Hanukkah and Green doesn't mean that Kashbroko made a Seder. Okay, we've got so many nations, we have to divide them up in different places. Let's put. The Umas didn't exist till later, till, till um, Noah's children and so on, till Daraflaga. But the place was there already. Each Mokom had a schooler, and that schooler would allow for a um, growth of a certain Umar. Klal Yisrael, the place where Klal Yisrael can realize its potential is... Um, in, is, is, um, in Eretz Yisrael. In other words, um, is it a Derech HaTeva? Is it a, is it a um, Derech HaSkula? But Mitzad the Toichen, Eretz Yisrael, is the Mokom where Klal Yisrael realizes itself. Um, so he says, and taking away from Israel is an unnatural situation of Klai Yisrael. Um, Klai Yisrael is it's like taking a plant out of the ground 
and holding it mid-air or planting it somewhere that's not shaykh. If you take a, a citrus tree and try to plant it here, it's not in its habitat and it's not going to flourish. It's not going to be able to last there. They keep trying to go back um, to the place that is natural for them. Um, let's skip down a few lines. I'm trying to get the main points down because of the time limitation. Um, the next, on the left side, it, it, before the, the, he brings the Chazal and picks the others. He said, if Kalal Yisrael, there, there are three possibilities. Kalal Yisrael can come back there to Yisrael. Kalal Yisrael can chasvashon disintegrate, or Kalal Yisrael can permanently be outside of Yisrael. So Moral says Kalal Yisrael chasvashon the nichla doesn't is not a possibility. Akash Baruch Hu was uh, was nishpa and so on. For Kalal Yisrael to permanently not be in Yisrael is saying that the teva has changed, and that doesn't happen. In other words, if Kalal Yisrael is going to last, it's going to have to snap back to its place. So just like if a person had a serious injury, you can say either has a person will not live. But if he lives, the body's going to have to come back to its original massive, by definition, where it's functioning. Just the understanding that not being in your place is a it's it's a shinui in the person that's not shayach. That is the massive of uh, of of Gaulus, the first massive. So let's just, I guess, apply the drop a second. On a secular level, the uh, Zionist kind of was that you need a country because, simply because, um, just for practical purposes, uh, you need your boundaries to defend, uh, your borders to defend, you need to have a place with your language and so on. These are very external trappings for us. But we have to understand that the Metzius of Kalal Yisrael realizes itself in Eretz Yisrael. The fact that the, a lot of the mitzvahs of the Torah are shaykh only to Eretz Yisrael, it's not a mikra. It means this is the makom that has in itself what it takes to exist as a Kalal. And as long as we're not there, we don't have our real selves. It's just like when a person goes on a trip. Even a, 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 a person who is... Um, who is staying in the fanciest hotels, at some point you get sick of it and you want to go home. Because there's a sense of, I'm not by myself. I, 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 don't, feel, I don't feel myself here. It's, it's, it's someone else's bed, it's someone else's place. I have the money to pay for it, Lonetzach. But I can't find my Matthias here. I feel like another nut. And that's why, first understanding is, as long as Kaisel's in Golas, it is preservation but it certainly can't be flourishing. It's like when you take a plant out of the ground, you hope that when you replant it, you'll be able to do it again. Yes? The way we understand those in China is that the cloud is so 
what happened to Gomez in China it was very macro water until there was no water to go lower to. Um, one second. First of all, you just use a phrase now, pushed it back into place. And if I would say, let me ask you something. No, 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 no. But, but, but let me, let me first of all, let me flesh that on a practical level, and then I'd like to see the Rambam on interesting. If, if someone were to come to you and say, ah, you're a young man, you're a yid, you belong there to stroll, here's the keys to a beautiful little apartment in your shalayim with everything you need, come. Um, you, you might kind of, you certainly would say wonderful. I don't know, you know, at the end of the day, um, but, but, but you would, it would talk to you. Let's say you grab the same Ukrainian and you say, ah, I have a house here in Kiev, and this and that. It, it's gone. It pushed him back in its place, Claudius Solomon, it's trying, you can ask me, Eretzestrol wasn't there yet. If you have a Rambam, the first, uh, you have a Rambam, uh, you said it, Torah? Not said it, Torah, the Rambam Mada, the first Taylor, basically, it's not a difference. It's not. Yeah, no, no. When you're talking, you're saying Eretz Shul. Eretz Shul. What do you base on? The Rambam says that the base, the the, the, the base of Migdash has to be built on a specific mountain in a city called Yerushalayim. It's two to nine. If you look at the Rambam, good. In other words, the only place that can that can have a base amigdos is that mokum. It's nisculus hamokum. The Torah keeps on elamokum, you know, elamokum asher, elamokum asher. It's It's a constant. There's a place. We're not. We don't have. A, we don't know what a base amigdos looks like. But there's a place that that it's going to come to. So, so the mokum comes. The, the only place that can have a base amigdos in it is harabayis and, and and so on. The Rambam, when he speaks, well, Kalal Yisrael and Golos Mitzrayim, when there was no base, when there was no Yisrael yet, really, the, the, the music of Golos was, um, Chazal say, the Lashon that Chazal use is like a Uber, um, you know, like somebody takes out an Uber from a behemoth, Goy Mitrech Goy. What happened was, Kalal Yisrael was a fetus developing in the other's womb, so to speak, it was transplanted into the womb, it's like a roya taking the behemoth out of the behemoth. We had a surrogate mother that was our makom, um, and it was not our real mother. The Rambam's lotion is, um, he speaks about, in Abodazar, the first period, he speaks about how the others brought about Emunah and Akkar and Akkadosh it almost was ripped out. The and Klaiser would have gone back to He started the process of Gula. In other words, we had in the, it was the concept of Golos was on a much deeper level. It was on the conceptual level of what we are. Our neshama was a neshama of we were encapsulated in Ovda Vodazara, and at the last minute, that the Kuda pulled us back to where we should be. Yes? Would you say Gauls, by definition, like the Gauls are right now, let's say 50% or more of Yitin are assimilated. So it's not as if the Gemaral is saying that it's a normal thing. Why is it for the Gauls to pop back into the joint? But from the 
goals that we've experienced and the goals ahead of what we see is the morale also lived in Golset, and what the morale is saying, but that's, that's the point that the Chal is making. The morale's point is, the situation is begging to write itself. I, I want, let's, let's take an example, and, and I guess from history, let's just look back. People think, that when the Zionist movement came, it affected religious people, it, it talked on their heart, the contact is strong and so on. But many of the people that were affected by it were assimilated people who somehow felt, I'll never be a Frenchman, I'll never be a German, uh, um, it's, it's not going to happen. It's very hard to explain it. Why? I mean, half of the Zionists, I mean, half, uh, more than half the numbers, were friar people who had actually come... The first rush was to assimilate. When the doors were open, people could assimilate. They began to assimilate. The Jews, many of the Jews were assimilated Jews, really. Uh, and Herzl and Noda, all these people were assimilated, and something told them it's not. And, and the fact that you could have American Jews, what, three generations removed from any real Shazirishkeit, it shows that there's something still pulling towards there. You mentioned that to the talks to a person. And for no reason that makes any sense. So, but that's, and that's what I was saying, it's not, it's, there is still, there, there has to be that pull, because as long as the Shem is strong on the person, anything that's not in its place is waiting to be pulled to its place. That's what it is. Yes? The 67 war united the whole Soviet that, that is very correct. Most of the people, I mean, they, 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 and I, I was very involved with a lot of those people, all of the Chuva of the late, of the 70s and 80s, started with, with that. But, but I think there was an Akuta, the fact that there is an Akuta like that shows you that a person feels Shalobim Como, and anything Shalobim Como looks to find its Mako. Let's take a look one more Akuta, the next one, the next paragraph. Ukamokin. There's a second part of Golis. Hapizur Enerdavativi. The scatteredness of Klal Yisrael is not a Davativi. Ukamoy Shachoyze called Dava Vidavol Mekoymoy. Kachoyze Nachalokem Fuzerim and Ephodim Yosem Klal Echot. Let's let's give an example again. I'd like to use an example from the world history and uh, just sign of. You know, there were almost communists, uh, the Cambodians and, and the Chinese. They took everybody, shaved them, put everybody on the same baggy blue pants. Everybody's equal, everybody's a comrade, no distinctions. The minute um, that disappeared, people began to, the intelligentsia began gathering around itself, and the, 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 the business people began gathering around themselves, and the artists around themselves. The tether is that things are like stick together. Just like when you try to mix up fluids and things like that, and you, you mix, 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 if you let it sit, things will begin to coagulate and to concentrate at the same level and so on and so forth. Kalal being Mefuzer and Nifrot is not a natural massive. Why shouldn't things come together like things should be together? Um, I want to uh, talk about this a little bit on the flip side of it, and I think it's something that we need to identify. Um, one of the most frustrating 
feelings of people. Um, especially today, we was over to a big zebra, relatively of Shomitar Mitzvahs, is where the leaders and why aren't Rabbanim saying and why other Rabbanim doing, why they're not doing, and so on and so forth. There's a constant sense of it. Um, people don't understand that the problem lies at the heart of the Matziv, that there's no Klal Yisrael. And no one has any... The Tzura of Klal Yisrael as a Klal does not exist when we're not the Mekoma. Sanhedrin, Malchus, Kahuna, which is Kayin Echad, Mikdash Echad, you know, Mizbech Echad, like, like Rashi says, doesn't exist. It, it, it's a, if we try to introspect a little bit and think about frustrating frustrations, the real frustration is we feel that we are so many and yet we cannot act as a tzibur. Um, the, 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 uh, it's, it's like sometimes you look at the heifer, one of the, one of the, um, one of the spectacular demonstrations of like communist countries like North Korea, you have these huge parades, a hundred thousand people spell out the name of the, of the leader or whatever it is. It, it, the only way you can do it is if you have an absolute machine that puts everything in its place. If you have 100,000 people, each one with his own data, you can't do that. We have zero in terms of the ability to be a cloud. We talk about clients, so we get together, we raise money, and we help people. A lot of good things. But there is a goalless means when you take something, when something's in its place and rooted, everything comes to one by its roots. That's the Tevat Varm. The Mokom, there's, there's a Musig and Chal of, of, of a Tzir of Sal. The Mokom is Mitzar of everything. In Berchas HaMozni, you have a Tzir of a Mokom. A Mokom is a bias and a Mokom are a Tzir of, of all the Pratim. We don't have that. We're Mephuzer. And, and, and we cannot be Miskanis because there's no Mokom to be Miskanis. As long as, as we're not in the place that's called a bias, that gives a circle, that puts it around, we don't have it. So, if you're not together, how can you have Hanhaga? You can't not have Hanhaga. Uh, I once told someone, this is, this is a perennial question, to come up with a Torah, a parent would come, why do all the disagree? Why can't they agree? I said, you know what, when the Sanhedrin was there, so you discussed it, the role won, and everybody had to follow Psak. So today you're not allowed to follow that Psak. If I'm sitting with a hundred Rabbanim that I consider my equal, and they hold one way, and I have a different way, it's my job to say, Rabbi, say, you're wrong. And, and there's no Amid Aluminium that can force me, and, and it's not a Psak, I, I, you know, I don't have to conform. I'm not allowed to. I think they're wrong. I think it's us. I think it's Muta. There is, there is zero. There's nobody whose das could be nichta on the tzibur. You have it in many form. Chassidish uh, 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 Rebbe can do it because there's a very tight group of people. But on a big oifen, there is no. So the pirud and the piece of Klaiso means it's, it's the second um, result, it's the second manifestation of Golos is that when we are spread out, there's the etzim no actus. Um, you can get together, there's some, you can have a confederation, you can have a federation, but, but all it is is simply getting together ad hoc at some sort of issue and say, okay, we'll agree and so on and so forth. It's very interesting, this, again, I, historical note, um, when Agudas Yisrael was formed, there was a tremendous need for it. 
I mean, you know, the, the, the Shemitah mitzvahs were under tremendous pressure, external pressures, and Klaisel was really, really um, going downhill. But they needed to come up with a format. They, they did not want to be in a position. The Uraim Mushleimim, and rightfully, I'm not they, they, they incorporated a klal which was called Nahar Naharu Pashte, meaning every river has its own place where it courses. German Jewry has its Mahalach in Taira, and, and Polish Chesidim have their Mahalach, and Litvish Yeshivas have their Mahalach, and Hungarian Killers have their Mahalach. We're coming to work together for the issues that there's consensus, and not for the problem that there is no consensus, and that, that belongs to each Chesidim in itself. That's as far as we can do in Golas. But understand, there's a, there's a terrible frustration. We're always frustrated. Why is everything done? The answer is, and being the, the day we are in Golas, we don't have a place to be yonet from, and we don't have a, a and we don't have the ability to be one uma by definition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Each shape has its own yeah. Every shevet has its Sanhedrin, had its Besden, and there was a Besden Gobble. Um, the, the, the human body works as one organism, despite the fact that it has many different verbs. Margarine is not Achtos. A body is Achtos. In other words, um, it, it, it's, you have different elements working in conjunction. Um, if, if everybody's the same, that's not the, the word actors really wouldn't apply. It, it, it is. There were 12 Svatim, and they all were around the Mishkan, and they, you know, it, yes, they, they found their own Metzius, and they, there was a Kahal Goyim. It was a, 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 a Goyim, and it was a Kahal. Yes? We are in Gulf. We say they have to be at Seinu, even if we haven't um as you as was in Gulf, as you everybody together to reach a line if you have an Asifa. So we're moving there to show with me colour. Okay. Ezra Saifa was I, I, I don't do it up here. Dibur Shaykh already was a, that cool for, but there was a Nevoa to come back after 70 years and they welcome back. I'll give you an example. L- let's say you have a house and because of your matzav was for Mashkin and you rented it out to somebody else, even if you come home, it doesn't have the school of being your Mokom yet. It, 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 what, it, it, we're talking about in that are Peter Haskula. Um, for us at this role today is um, it's a place that we can only yearn that a Kaddish Baruch who give it to school, to some degree does have it, there is not very dire, there, we did see a tremendous development of Kedushan in Yanim, you know, in, in, in Tyre and so on but in the real way, yes we have a Golas, in Eretz and it's interesting I just, I want to note that when we, if we, if we misplain it on the Tefillah the first part, the first two sentences, 
are extra. What's the reason we can't go to the base of Migdash? Because there's no base of Migdash. What's the Galinu Matzena, Zahakna Matzena? The answer is, there's no base of Migdash because we're not there. It, it, in other words, since we have not yet been given the ability to snap back in the Makom, then there can't be, the Makom does not even have the school to carry it. The Shemosh Indian is because we're in Golis. And, and, and th- that's already, the Chorban is a result of that also. It's like the land shook off everything that's, that's part of it. Somebody want to ask questions? Sir? Yeah. Rebbe's called Chorban, when you said that the Torah is not going to shake Yeah. So that's supposed to be the Chorban of Sidi, but we still need to knock everybody under one there. Was that forcing? There was, to some degree, um, Rabbeinu Akkadosh's theme of the Mishnah, like the Ramam says in his Akdama, was a main of, of um, because he says there was a mini version of it in order, in order, to, in order to give terror to Kaisal but it was, it was a one time thing for a specific Indian and with the things of Talmud that stopped as well the Ramam does say the Ramam says that if Kol Chachmis all get together they could start the Smiha process again there was one of the most massive um, a Thomas and Claudius's history, everyone I'm sure is familiar, in, in about in, in the early 1500s. Um, it's a fascinating. I, I don't want to. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a topic in its own right. Uh, the, between the Bariberav, the Malbach. If you will ever see the tshuvas, they are from the sharpest tshuvas ever written, with fiery language. I mean, it's it, incredible back and forth. But that was the issue that they were talking about. Good, let's just see maybe one more point here and then that will... We'll so there's a two inyan in. And then he says one more inyan. Um, yud. Va'oid da, va'oid. It's the, the paragraph. Kilofisei da mitziyus. Ein royish etia umo mishabedes vacheres. Lahachbit oilolel. Kashem yisvara kol umo v'umo la'atzmo. You know, it's the third element of... Golas is the fact that wherever Kaisal is, not only don't they have their Metsias, they have to wrestle with the superior Metsias that is forcing itself on them. Um, forget about force by force. We live in America. Whatever it is, we are, it's like, it's, it's like the Uber, it, it's like Goy of Goy. We are part of another Metsias, whether we like it or not. And not only do we have a hard time finding our own Metsias, we have to wrestle with the Metsias that's imposed on us. Um, customs and hoggers and so on. And it's also very unnatural. It's natural if, if we would disappear into America, like we said the Ukrainian, if, if we would become Hazashalm absorbed in the American culture at the end of it. But Kozman, but it, since that doesn't happen, for us to exist, they're right. It's an anomaly. You're in America, but you're not American. You owe allegiance to America, but it's not your country. You have to keep the laws and serve it and do whatever it is that's required of people, but it's not you. And, and that's, uh, I remember in Asia Torah once, somebody got a letter from his parents, from his mother, and the letter went as follows. And this was a, new, a guy who had just come and had spent a few weeks and was in the process of sort of finding it himself and so on. And he wrote a letter home, and the answer was, I gave a lot of serious thought to what you said. And obviously, a person cannot be both an American and Jewish of the same darga. You know, one is going to be superior, and the other one is going to be subordinate. 
And I think you're right on that. And since it's unthinkable that I'm not an American, I've, I've decided that, yes, I am an American first, and Jewish is something that is a prop in the... I think personally I've been obviously arguing the other way around. But, but it, it's something that every single... Um, everything by Goyen, by London, are saying it's not just the mikra only, we pick up something. A person, not only don't we have our own makom, but we donate from somebody else's makom, to some degree. And that's the third chalik of where Golas is so destructive and unnatural to Kaiso. So we have to keep on a Matthias that's not the Matthias Klolis, and therefore, and, and still, uh, and, and still uh, try to keep ourselves. So, uh, just to sum up, I guess, the points that the Maral is making. Maral speaking, and then he speaks about the Gol and Golay with the Hei and the Aleph, uh, and with the Aleph is Achtos versus the Hei is the Pizer. I, I, we don't have time for that, really. But, basically, the points are, um, the Matthias of Golos is being thrown out of Eretz What it accomplishes, the destruction it accomplishes at the root level are three things. The, the most shoristic Indian is that nothing really can exist without a, a makom and without a yinika from a makom. And therefore, um, we, we're lacking that. And it's like, at best, we're hoping to stay alive so that to the aim of the sitaimai, that we can be replanted again. But we're missing the ability to. To, to exist in a sense we're missing something that's essential to existence which is a makom and it's full complement of, of itself it, it, it's an essential form the second union is if we're not in the, what keeps us together is the tchum is the makom and if we're not in the makom then we're not one entity um, and therefore Kalei suffering from a lack of achtos is um, intrinsic. It's not just a mikra, but we can't actually come together and be an umar in the sense that we're meant to be. Um, we can work together, we can help each other. There's a lot of good things you can do in the name of Achtas, but at the end of the day, you're not one nation. Um, and the, uh, you're one nation potential, I should say, but not in, 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 in the fall. And the third thing is you're forced to some degree to be yonic from another Mitzvah. Whatever Mitzvah we have, we're getting culturally ideas, um, mannerisms, and so on, we're being yonic from another culture, and, um, and, and that is something that is very difficult. It's like going with God. You're growing up in a womb of a mother that's not really a mother, that's Nachtari. Those are three things, and the morale's point is, because they are so devastating in the sense they are against the grain of real existence it's Balkarchach going to have to come back to its place if Kaisal will survive we can't say Kaisal will survive for Netzach in this Netzias this Netzias does not have a Netzistic survival, no matter how good it sometimes it looks but it's like a plant no matter how well it thrives outside it's going to have to come back and therefore the Netzanim of the Gula lie in the, in the Tzai of Golos itself, it lies. Yes? Isn't there a Metzchakim that says that um, Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael itself, is just a Hekshin? The title of that is in Ra'adam Bokom, which can only be certain came about before you think only in Eretz Yisrael. So when you say that Eretz Yisrael is not put just together, that's not a Hekshin, it's a Hekshin. 
But, 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 Whatever it is, but, but a mokom is actually for everything. It, it, uh, the fact that a woman was taken from a man doesn't automatically create shalom bias. It creates a chitim of shalom bias. Shalom bias is the relationship. But the relationship is possible because it's shayrish. That's what mokom. And, and in other words, however, it, it, we're talking on, on, on the conceptual level, is Akadosh created hashpos the world through mokomos. And therefore, some umos... Um, every umma gets its sar and its makom. And it's a is a makom where Shaykh to have. You see, the marshal, even Goyim who worship of Azur and Israel couldn't stay there because the Anhaga, the makom itself has a different Anhaga. Um, it's, it's, you know, they, 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 they could worship of Azur in the other places, but when the Kusin came to Israel, like the Evanesa the, the speaks about it, hey, Necha, Oretz, and anyway, you know, the long deeper matter, I don't want to be Mayach. The Mokom has halachically and toichen schulos. Obviously, just being there and not tapping into those schulos is not good to get anywhere. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not coming to say that just living there in itself is the end of it. But I'm saying that is the Mokom Asher Yitrash Asbach Hashem. If Hashem is not there, it's certainly not, it's, it doesn't mean anything. But, but, but it has, it does come with a Mokom. And there cannot be, Uganda will not substitute itself, and no other place will substitute itself. Not even only. Um, <laughs> close then. Okay, um, I, I guess I have uh, Rabbi Shields is kind enough to present me a list of questions. Um, if I knew the answer to these questions, I would open a school and and sort of uh, sweep you know, sweep the market. I mean, these are the questions. Um, I think last time we spoke a little bit. Some of course not this. I don't remember if it was here. A few caveats. I am. I've been also uh most of my life, but not the age groups that most of you are all sick. And it's a different world. It's not right to. Um, it doesn't. There's no one formula in a doma. A five-year-old to a ten-year-old to a fifteen-year-old to a twenty-year-old. It's a different worlds in terms of um, what what they are and what motivates them. Uh, I do have some shaykhs with the high school. The high school is in Silver Spring. It's, it's sort of physically in the base medish. So I, I, can, I, mean, I can share some, some thoughts and feelings. Um, also, in a in, in a place that, come, that the kids come from extremely um, motivated homes where the parents feel that the school is not giving enough Yiddishkeit, to schools that work with children where the parents feel they're giving way too much, you just hide. I mean, that's the reality that you live with. And in a doma makom to makom, like we spoke about makomos, each makom has its own um, dynamics. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. I myself went through it. I grew up in America in a very, the, um, is, is the old RJJ. That was the first guild was nothing like RJJ today. It was a very, I guess, middle of the road school. It was kind of, it was categorized as to the right of YU and to the left of Tarvadas. Um, it was a big inner city school with all sorts of kids. Camp was a very positive thing. And, you know, playing ball in camp with, with Ruach and singing Achashalt was a very, very good thing. 
And I remember hearing a Shon Shadron once speaking, and he knocked it. And it bothered me. Until I came back to Shon, I saw, you know, in, that July and August were regular Zmanim and Yeshiva. I, I remember when I was in America, I went to camp always, and I could not imagine a vacation that was in eight or nine weeks. I didn't know what, how you could vacation completely enough. I came back to Shon, I remember the first year I was learning, I was a kid, I was, uh, I was 17. And all of a sudden I take my head out of the Gemara and say, hey, it's July 23rd now. Like, I mean, we're, we're like, hey, I mean, and we're holding in the middle of the, the first month was in Durham, I think, the first summer that I was there. Like, we're like, what happened to vacation? Like, you know, there's like a measly three-week sandwich in. And the answer is, you know, every place has its, its, its trunus and chinuch varies. We can talk a little bit at generalities and please look at it as, um, I certainly don't have that story in any sense of the word, and certainly in this area. These are thoughts and feelings, if, if, they, um, if, if they're helpful, good, and if not, uh, tell me. Okay, um, I'll, I'll read, I guess, the questions, and then uh, we'll go through it. The first one is about davening. Should kids, boys, girls, pre- and post bar mitzvah be forced to daven? B. What is the minimum kavana we want our students to achieve? C. Any suggestions on how to improve davening in schools? Two, relevance of Limud Atayra. How do we answer the boys who are not interested in learning as they see it as not relevant to their lives? Standard answers like it will matter in the future. Just believing the Ketush of Torah doesn't seem to relate to many students. Three, current events. Should time be taken out of Torah time to discuss current events and teach Ashkafa? Four, trusting Chazal. How do you explain when a kid says, why do rabbis always make it tough on us? Examples like not playing an instrument on Shabbos, not watching TV on Shabbos, are all extra exerts. Since rabbis make mistakes, why can't we argue with Chazal and say they make a mistake? Five, honesty and grading. Can teachers change an academic grade in order to show parents' poor conduct? Six, teaching Ikri Emunah. What is an effective way of teaching Ikri Emunah? Well, <laughs> that's like, you know, there's two more questions that came in later about um, hitting back a kid that's bullying you. And one more question I forgot. I think it was Mr. Friedman's question. Was, there was one more question that you had. What? Uh, the Holocaust fair question. Okay, so <laughs> good. I, I would. Uh, so, so you know, let's go. We'll talk about it. I'll <laughs> um, Let's talk a little bit about. And then we'll discuss. The first one is davening, and and let's talk a little bit about some of the dynamics, what the issues are, and so on. The, the, the problem with something like davening is, and this tends to be across the board. Uh, to many schools. Um, I know in Silver Spring, which is kind of, most kids come from, from homes where their parents do daven, and yet the, the problem with the, 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 the level of the daven is really pretty difficult to take. Well, let me tell you where I think a lot of the issue is. Maybe there are some at source how to change it, but let's take two steps back and talk about the chlal chinuch, about a certain point. Let's get to all of these. Um, there's a cloud the morale says in a lot of places that the mimutza must have something of both sides. In other words, whenever you're trying to bridge a, a, a gap, you need to have qualities of this side and the other side. A good mediator, both sides will feel that he understands something of their side, find something of both sides, and so on. That's the olive base. A mechanach is a mediator. What he's doing is he's taking a person, he's taking a child, and he's taking an ideal, Torah, and he's trying to bridge the two. He's trying to bring one to the other. 
what's the instrument that one uses? And the answer is, again, the big, big picture. Divrei Chazal are called Mishle. Mishle is the safer of Psukim. What a marshal is, I don't mean a marshal, I don't mean just to respect it to a marshal, I didn't like it. A marshal in a big picture is the following. Someone comes along to me and he said, you never, he never saw a plane. What's an airplane? So I'll tell him, did you ever see a bus? Yeah. People sit and it goes from a place to a place. Did you ever see a bird? Yes. Imagine a bus with wings, so it takes people from place to place, but it does it through the air rather than the ground. So by taking two things that the person is familiar in his world with, I know what an airplane looks like, and he knows what a bus and a bird looks like, and I combine the two, I'm able to transfer an idea to him. So the, the reason why the Sefer of Chachma, Shlomo Amalek gave Mishalom, First, like Dunna Magid is Mishal. Mishal Malach, he, 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 he said a thousand muscle and, and, and so on. The answer is because all of teaching of Chachma is really Mishal. And when a good Rebbe is Mazda something, he takes an idea that's kind of out of your field of understanding. He knows the elements that are in your field of understanding. And he puts it into those and tailored. So every type of Chinuch, a mechanic is taking the kalim of the kids and using the right kalim, the right, he's using the right nekudas to transfer something else into it. That's the sort and source of any teaching and of chinuch. So the first question, so whatever language you're going to talk to the kids, you're going to have to live the kids' um, mentality and so on. A muscle about a king was phenomenal in Europe. Like there was, a, there was an old year now, I said, an older person, a very stupid person, was all sitting and saying, you know, he said, you know, guys don't understand what a king is. He said in Warsaw, I think it was, or Minsk, or somewhere, they had, they built a huge new railway terminal, and the Tsar came down to be Mechanachet, to, 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 to dedicate it. He looked at it, and he made with his nose. The next day, the architect committed suicide. The, you know, it, it wasn't because they were killed. It's just like the world caved in. That was the, he said, that was, that was a king. We don't have... So to use today a muscle about a king is meaningless. Imagine a great majestic king. Um, Queen Elizabeth is the great majestic king, and her kids are certainly not role models. So what, is it, what does it say to someone who uses a muscle of a king who doesn't say anything anymore? So, so, so you need to get a sense of the kids' ideals and mindset and transfer material value. My father's a kind of rough, was an extraordinary person. He was a, he was a Baal Bats, he was in yeshivas, but um, he, he was a person who had a tremendous koach of Hasbara and talking to people, and um, you probably remember you know, the, uh, he was old already. He, I, he was sick, and I came, uh, and I came to help take care of him. It was already his last year, and it was very hard for him to take care of him. And I had, I went to speak someplace in like a very modern orthodox place, and my father asked me what I thought was, what are you going to say? And I started telling him, and he cut me short, and he said, no. I asked, who are you talking to? Before you think of what to say, you have to first think of who you're talking to. What are the concepts that are meaningful, and build on that. You can't start with what you want to say and, and work with that. Um, it's the same way like advertising. You start with the advertising. They don't say what's good about the car, and I'm going to advertise it. 
what do people want? If people, if, if people want to look cool, so we can have a cool guy sitting next to the car. It doesn't make a difference um, what the car is. It, it, that's, I'm, I'm first, I have to ask myself, what's going to turn this person on? Um, it, it, that's the kayak of trans, transferring material from one world of ideas to another world of ideas. Let's talk about Philip. What you really want to, and Phil is a very tough one, because what you really want to do is translate regish from the world of the kids' regish to davening. That is very hard to do, because a school is not built really for regish. It's a classroom, it's tests, it's chalk, school board, noisy kids, rowdy kids. Divrei Chachman have a chance. You can get the smart kids worked out and then other kids. Divrei regish is hard. So... If occasionally you have Rebbeim who have the koach to give a regish to mood in a classroom, and then that can be used to transfer filler. The much harder one is most people don't have it. That's an extraordinary koach to get people worked up emotionally. And even somebody who's a very good rebbe doesn't have to have the koach. My feeling, and again, this is my feeling, was also covered in high school by us, and it's, it's, if, if you can get, not class time, but like, Shabbaton, Kumzitz type time, where you can get a person where the kids will sing together on something inspirational. Somebody who has the koach, there was a person who did it at a Shabbaton once at the yeshiva here, at Shlalka Brazil, and the kids really got into it. During a time like that, you, you, that's a time that lends itself. You tell the kids, you know, so many people are suffering, some of this and that. We're going to sing this together, and it's a kind of a prayer. If you take a moment that the kid is inspired, and you call it a prayer, you now have the beginning of transitioning it. And then, if you have experiences of that nature, and for myself, I remember going to camp, did give me that. Camp had the atmosphere, we could have a lot of singing and all sorts of mother malchus and things like that. And somebody's, and, 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 and you call that filler. So now when you come to Daphne, you say, do you remember how you felt when you were singing L'shayim Irchab Rahman Tashuv and you felt so much? You can have that same experience if you think about it every day. But, but so now I have a base for the regish to translate it in, into this. Most kids today don't have any experience of that nature. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's dead. And so how am I going to inspire him to regish if he never had regish to start with? It, it's like telling a blind kid, it's like Lolaino, a deaf mute child, to teach him how to speak. It's very difficult because he doesn't have a paradigm for it. The biggest problem with teaching Dalmin is there's no paradigm for a regish to moment. And, and to look for ways, and usually a Friday night, if you can invite a few kids, and, you know, tell, and again, it, it unfortunately takes a lot of colchus and nefesh, not everyone possesses. You tell a very moving story, and then you sing a song that expresses something of that story. You tell a story about somebody in, in, in this show uh, holding on to Zedmuna, and then you sing Animai Mabuna Shlema. And then you speak to the kids, you know what? Every single day we say, Benemanathalachos Mesim, and so on. Um, I, I remember a, a story that shook me, that gave me a long time, Kavana. I was at a, at a chasana of a bachar in yeshiva in my days, and he married a girl named um, Yakubovich from Israel. Her father was not alive anymore, she was in Soma, and Reb Yaakov Naiman Zechayn of Racha, he was the Rosh Hashiva of Ar Yisrael. Um, we're talking about in like 71, 72, this might have happened. Spoke at the chasana. And at Israel, they don't really speak at chasana. He said, I need to tell over a story. 
He said, I want the chassan to know who his father was. He said, his, her father was from Europe. He was in the concentration camps, but he hid out in the forest. And the life was as grueling there as could be. They, they lived in a, in a ditch with all the bodily filth. Food was terribly scarce. Food frozen to death. And if the Germans caught them, if the Polacks caught them, if anybody caught them, they probably would be shot. And this, this went on day in, day out. And one day he got up. He got up and he said, I'm frozen. I haven't eaten in a while. I'm, I'm, I'm completely in filth. And, um, and if somebody were to offer me to trade places with President Roosevelt, I would tell him, no. Baruch ato Hashem alikeinu melech oilom shaloyasani gun. It was, I mean, the, the, the story was, it, it took me, I mean, for a long time, when I got to that bracha, it was a, it was a very shaking experience. But, but it's rare. It, but if you need to find those moments, anytime you have a story that has some regish in it, if you're able to translate the words into filler words, like you say, hey, you know, isn't that what we say every day? The, the, the child will gradually absorb the transition of regesh from one to the other. So, and it, it needs, you need to be on the lookout for, if you can create those events where you get together and you have something that's emotionally uplifting, and look, when you, when you sing a song, you know, you look for songs that come from uh, filler, it helps the child later when it comes across it, you say, and you can speak about it, and you say, you know what, we sat together and we felt so much, we can, we, we can create it with all of that, I mean, imagine if all of that would look like that. So, so you have at least a starting point where to inspire. That's my feelings about. Should kids be forced to doubt them? Um, so I would say it, it, the following, and again, it's Kedab Israel. I'm, I'm not coming from any experience, really, not coming from any Dastorah of any sort. I don't have any Dastorah. I just, just Kedab Israel. Um, it depends. If a kid comes from an environment where his parents and society around him dabbles three times a day, then this can be, you know, you're supposed to come with a certain dress code. This, this is what is the right thing to do, and the kid knows it's the right thing to do. And, you know, he'll bicker about, like, doesn't mean anything, doesn't talk to anything. We'll deal with that problem. But listen, this is the Tzuras Achayim, this is Derek Achayim. You don't need to apologize. If you have an environment where kids are coming from homes, the head you that don't dive in and don't see anything wrong with it, then you have to think twice. Maybe they should just do some parts of it. You know, like a, a school that's a, a community school with kids, non-Orthodox. Um, there, there's room to say to yourself, Maybe they should just say this or that or the other thing. The problem starts in a, in a type of school where nominally it might be orthodox, but the parents don't daven. He knows that his father doesn't daven shachas, but officially the school's policy is that every from person daven Those are very problematic situations because there's a disconnect and a hidden tension there where the kid is being... A kid who comes from a home where his father down three times a day, he knows it's right. And unless there's been a, a terrible problem there, and he's rebelling against something terrible, the kid knows this is the right thing. It's like eating with a fork and a knife. We can philosophize why it's important to eat a fork and a knife. At the end of the day, that's what we do. That's the Seder at Verm. And the kid understands that's correct. In a place where 
you know, it's not expected, no one does it, then, then you're trying to inspire him and to fast him or to fast him. The real issues happen in a place where normally it's one thing, so the kid feels he's being forced to do something that's not emis. My father's not doing a sheker, so that means that davening is not a real chiyof, and just being forced to do it because the principal wants it that way, or the rabbis want it that way. That is a difficult issue. I'm not sure how to deal with it. That's one of the really difficult issues in today's setup, where you have a wide disconnect between what the parents say officially they want. You know, every parent of a school like that will want to have davening, and of course davening, but he knows his father has put up film lists before days. I'm not sure. Those are difficult situations, and I'm not sure how you deal with kids with that. I, I, um, so, I, I get to answer the question. In a place where that's the social norm, they should be forced. You don't have to sit on top of them and say that they said every word. But davening is part of the school curriculum, and you're davening. You have a problem with kavana? We'll deal with that. We will deal with the kavana and that. But you don't stop eating with a fork and a knife. You don't stop taking a shower because you think if nobody took a shower, it wouldn't be a problem. It's a great idea. We could talk about it, but this is this is what we this is what's there, and that's it. A kid will accept it. Um, what is the name of Kavanah want the kids to achieve? I don't think that that's the right question. I think, like we said before, the question is we want them b'chlau, to have a sense of regish. Because it, the problem is they don't have those experiences and we need to, like we said before. Okay. Two, relevance of Lumina Torah. How do we answer the boys who are not interested in learning as they see it, as they see it as not relevant to their lives? Standard answers like it will matter in the future just to believe in the Kedusha Torah doesn't seem to relate to many students. That's definitely correct. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about, and going back to the point that we said before. Um, this depends a lot on the age, and it depends a lot on the setting. Like, and, and therefore we're talking with two variables. We have an X and a Y axis. What age are we talking about? And what, but let's, let's um, go back to um, our muscle thing. What speaks to the kid? So, you can, um, it, 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 a kid who grows up in a yeshivish environment, where everybody is all about, he's a huge Tamakacham, he's a great Tamakacham, ah, he's an Amaretz, and so on, the way to motivate the kid is very simple. You tell him, you don't want to be an Amaretz, and you, you know, you, you want to be like a guy who gets into brisk or something, and uh, you know, and we start with that. So, so, so you, you've latched onto something that talks to him. It's got its, it's got its downsides, that it's a little bit on the slow side, but, but, but you, you latch onto something else. If you're talking to a kid who is a bright kid, or a reasonably bright kid, in, a, in, a, in an environment, an intelligent environment, but is distance from Yiddishkeit. In other words, very kind of lukewarm Yiddishkeit, but, but the kid is, does well at his limude hole and so on and so forth. Start a conversation like this and say, what do you take in your secular subjects? I take science. Are you planning on being a scientist? You told me you want to be a lawyer. Or the kid learns American history. You told me you want to be a scientist. Why are you taking that? Honestly, do you think if you were making a school, your curriculum would only be science, only history, only whatever? And honestly, people would say, no, it's important to know the world that you live in. It's, it's, this is, you know, you, how could you use a computer and a car and a snap? And you don't even know what it's all about. It's a, a, a normal person wants it. So then you say, you're living as a Jew. You, you, you're keeping so many mitzvahs and doing so many things. Um, do, do you want to be like, like an aborigine? Do you know nothing about it? You know, you want to just hear what the rabbi says? Do you, don't you want to be in a position to evaluate your rabbi? Don't you want to be in a position to say an intelligent opinion about it? 
he took the kid has an intelligent bent to him. He wants to do things that are um, he wants to do things that are intelligent. He wants to be an intelligent member of society. By understanding that if you don't know Gemara, you're an Amaris. No ifs, ands, and buts. You can know Pisgalachas, you can know philosophies as much as you want. If you don't understand it from the Pshoresh, then you're an Amaris, then you have the Pesach to give it to him. Um, there's one of the things it, it appeals a lot of times about Shuba. You tell him, do you want to remain a Baltur for the rest of your life? What the rabbi said, and this rabbi said, this rabbi said, this, you're not in a position to evaluate. It's like somebody going for a medical condition, and the doctor, one doctor says this, one doctor says this. We're not doctors, and we can't override their opinion, but I want to have the minimal intelligence to know, like, what they're talking, and where the machlokus is, and who seems to be just out of the loop, and who seems to be, and so on and so forth. So here you have a type of speech that for a kid of a certain bent, it will make sense. Um, it, it's a kid who's very anti-Chazal. You also have what to deal with. You tell him, listen, right now, it's like you're arguing against Einstein. You know nothing, you, you haven't taken algebra. Why don't you want to be in a position to know something so that you can make some very intelligent arguments? You need to find the bent of the kid and try to work with what motivates him in other areas. Admittedly, it's very hard for a kid who only wants basketball to find how, how that will motivate. Um, it, it, you know, it, it, there are limitations. I, 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 I'm not, I, but I'm saying that you need to start with where the kid's mentality is and work from that. Um, you're right, Kedusha's Torah and so on. Another way to, uh, even many kids, are told, you know what, this is the only thing you're learning in school that really teaches you to think. This is the purest way of thinking. It's dialectical argument. You don't have it. Science books is a textbook that tells you X. The history books tell you this. This is the way that develops a thinking person. That's another approach. All of these are advertisements. The first thing you have to know is your customers. Um, there are some ages when it's going to be very hard. You know, an argument that flies well with a 16-year-old intelligent boy might not fly well with an 11-year-old who's very disruptive. I don't, I don't, you know, but I'm, I'm just saying, in terms of the argument, you're right. You need to find the type of thing that speaks to the kid and translate Gemara into, into that language. Right. And so later in the year, he told his friend, he said, you know why I want to learn tomorrow? Because I want to prove how stupid all these things really are. Because right now, I don't know enough. I haven't heard that line. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I'll tell you the truth. There's, I, I once read, actually, I'll use a muscle from a, a myth book that I once read as, as a kid. I used to like reading a lot of things. And it, went with the, it, it was explaining vectors and, and tacking. And it gave the following muscle. Very, very interesting. A ship is traveling, but a sailboat is traveling. Now, um, we have three situations. The wind is blowing with it, so that's the best situation. The wind's blowing with it, goes straight. You have one of two other situations. You have the ability, there's, there's a situation where there's no wind, and a situation where the wind is blowing against it. Which is the better situation? I would say no wind is, is neutral. The wind against it, and the answer is no. Because if the wind is going against it, you can do something which is called packing, which means you move the sail at an angle, and it will go this way. And then you move it at an angle again, and it will go this way. Because every force can be split into 
different forces, different components. So you don't have to go against the wind. You use the wind to take you here, and then you use it to take you here, and here, and here. So it's a little longer. No wind is the worst. Apathy is the worst thing. There's a, 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 there's a, a word from Baal Shem Tov, which I was surprised that they haven't burned the sperm because of it, but it's a, mur- it's a murder of muscle. It's, it's called Ishashid Venolibol Hashem. And he says the following muscle. He says, a king once had a son that was a low yitzlach, a real prince. You know, he, he had no interest in anything and couldn't get anything. You know, uh, uh, the kids that he hired, pedagogues, nothing went. One day, the mechanic, the pedagogue, came and he said, the news is even worse. Not only has he no to learn, he found himself a girlfriend also, and he's into that. So the king said, oh, at least we have a deal of some sort of rotsin. We can start working with it. You can't see her unless you, unless you, unless you finish your, your mare. You can't this, you can't that. She said, Isha, she is venolibo, as long as there's a nadivus lev, that's Lashem. You know, apathy is dead. And until Tchias Amazon, dead things don't move anywhere. Living things, it might be going against you. Even the content, it's, it's dangerous, but, but if there's no other hechatinsa, you navigate. Say, okay, let's get into it. Wow, and, and you know, you said a good swear. A lot of times, if you sense that you said a good spur, and even Ricky Vegas said something like it. I, I remember there was a safer once that, a long time ago, I didn't think it was a very, um, I don't know, I, I never cared for the safer, and it didn't look, and now it's, once I had to open up, and he said something that I thought about. And I thought, oh, you know, it's a fantastic safer. <laughs> Why? Because a kid, the same kid who's out to attack, if you tell him, wow, that cash that they should ask exactly like you, he's... He, he all of a sudden starts, you know, it, 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 he starts feeling with it. So that's what I'm saying. A certain account is not a, is not a good thing, Shatzma, but better to win against it if there be some wind there than nothing. Now, pathetic kid is a very difficult kid. And um, what some people, I mean, what they experimented with a class in, in um, by us in Yeshiva. They had this past year a class given by Dr. Schwartz. And... It, it did something very interesting. A lot of kids, there's a, there's a belief that everyone likes chachma. Chachma is something like the problem is when somebody is given things that are beyond his capacity of chachma, he's lost and begins to dread it. So, so um, not everyone will enjoy a pilpul gemara. If you take the same kid and work with mishnayos. And you do the whole masechta, and you do totally. What does he hold? Why do you think he holds that? This math, you can light the spark sometimes of interest also. That's your. In other words, the big job is to move from apathy to something. Once you have something, you have to count like you said. Even if it's this, a lot of times um, you can move it, scale it down a little bit. And the thing that a kid can master, he asks a very good question on the Mishnah. And so what do you say? And, you know, by the way, that's what Kashimara says and answers, like you said, or differently. Then you have also beginning, the kid feels he can do it, and he begins to enjoy it. The vast majority of Avasachachma lies in a person. The big problem is that it's just like a kid who has a purple shit that's way beyond what he can take, turns off. For a lot of kids, Gemara, until a later age, is a pulpul that they can't handle. Scale it down, and the main thing is to try to get an interest. That, that's what I've seen. Uh, um, it's like a matter of future which doesn't seem to, to raise many students. Three, current events. Should time be taken out of Torah time to discuss current events and to teach us Um Again, 
it depends on the environment, depends on which kids and so on. I definitely think that um, current events should be taught. But first of all, the teacher obviously has to, it has to come not to Pshat because I'm tired for the next time to prepare, so we'll, we'll talk about Iran or something like that. Um, it's not, that's obviously the kids pick up on it very quickly, and the class tends to turn into, hey, this is instead of that. There's a story from um, Dr. Mendel Kaplan that I guess is famous, it's printed in the book, and it's known that he occasionally would take the New York Times and read it, and the Dalilam came to rebellion with complaints about it, and he said, Rebbeim to teach Gemara, there are many in, in America, but there's only one Rebbe that can teach in New York Times. And, and that's a... But it's very... But the, but the important part is, it's very important to know, you, a person's making a great assumption with that, that he can give it the right spin. Um, I, first of all, I, I'm... I personally, I'm, I'm not a big sports fan, and therefore when you start talking about sports and seeing insights in it, it bothers me, because I, I think sports is the epsom, it is not current events. It's not an event, and it has no markup. Again, if there are kids that there's only thing they'll hear, if this is the only way it'll go, talk about anything you want. But it's not to an average kid, but a person should, but the lesson to be learned has to be, Something that an intelligent, for instance, if the only lesson is that all game are bad and always ready to call you throw, that's, and the kid picks up very quickly on that, and if the kid is coming from, very, from a broader environment, he's going to detest it, resent it. Okay, so we Jews are great, isn't it? But if a person can pick up insights, I remember Reb Chaim Shmulevitz had a sister, Reb Zindipo, um, who lived in the building of the a world sadeikis. She was married, first book to the Yitzchak, Falshin, who was one of the great Tavarik Talmidim, he died in Siberian. Zivik Shani, she was married to Rebchaim Zafinkel, a brother of so, so she was kind of twice related to the family. She, and I remember her already as an Almanad period, and she was like a very big Tadekis. She was a big Hasida of Rebbe Tzniafin, who lived um, two blocks down, uh, right, right underneath Meshwara's house. And um, she would go there every Shalashivas, a few Rebbitsons would come to Rebbe Tzniafin and shmooze and whatever. Rebbe Tzniafin was extraordinarily sharp. She was a daughter of Altenavadik. She was a very sharp, very, very sharp woman. A lot of Chachma and Das. So I just remember she came back, Rebbe Tzniafin came back from one Shalashivas with tremendous spiders. Rebbe Tzniafin had spoken, it was when Johnson, President Johnson died. Um, and they'd written up in the article about his humble background and how he became a president at a very, very important time. And the Zephyr expounded on, see how a person can make use of cultures that he doesn't have, and at the right time, so on and so forth. So she came back and she said, you know, to learn the soldiers around a lot of people. To, to read a newspaper, only the rabbits knows how the movement, least of all the end. She was at the end. And she knows how. A person should look at it and, and, and uh, pick out things that are insightful. For instance, just when President Obama became president, sit down and let the kids tell them, imagine all the African Americans who for hundreds of years were in a, you know, the Heisdager, enslaved, and so on, and imagine the pride they feel, what it means, all sorts of that. And then compare it 
so first of all, there is a sensitivity to humans. The Chavetz Chaim, it says, used to always inquire about the plight of the slaves in America, and he used to be very moved by the stories of the chesed to each other, and so how they cared for each other. It's written, it's printed, and his, his son writes about it, and so on. Um, first of all, that's an important point. Let people be sent. And then say, you know, we had the same thing. You know, Meshiba for, Lagula, for 210 years we had it much harder. And we were the dregs of the earth. We were, we were the, the garbage of, of Mitzrayim. And one day someone came and said, we're free. Can't we identify? He used it a little more sophisticated instead of saying, okay, Iran is bad and Iraq is bad and they, these guys are bad and those guys are bad. And, you know, explain to them, look at the frumkite of the Muslims when it's not tempered by any chesed. Take, see how far um, Mishnah goes, uh, cruelty becomes um, when there's no sense of goodness to it. It, it has to be a little more sophisticated and, and then just all going up there, all Jews are good. And if you don't learn Tyra, you're going to end up like Madoff. There has to be a little, a little, a little, it has a little, a little more sophisticated than that. It's, it's, uh, it, you know, it, I, 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 it, but it, so definitely there should be some time. Um, I think it's, it's a problem. It certainly helps make Torah a lot more realistic to people from, from a very broad environment. And my personal feeling is, even Yeshiva Bachem, there's, there's, there's an insularity where there's no world around you. There are people dying, there are people living. Um, you know, it, 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 I was speaking to Abdullah Epstein, Shavar Fushlema, once, and he was talking about the Palestinian problem. And he said, don't you understand that when people are locked up and looking at them, green fields and beautiful homes and saying these are our homes and this is our place that they're going to explode I mean understand it from the other side also Rachmas and Das and Das should do a certain Rachmas understand the issue from different sides and uh, people should feel it that it's, it's, it's you know the, the, the fact that you, the Torah teaches you to look at all the studies and then be Machiah Shaila should express itself on these things as well just in Chazal how do you explain when a kid says, why do the rabbis always make it tough on us? Examples like not playing instruments on Shabbos or watching, not watching TV on Shabbos, in Chacham Master TV all, all week long, are all extra exaggerates. Since rabbis make mistakes, why can't we Chazal and say they made a mistake? Okay. Um, again, I would, instead of arguing with a kid, uh, there are two points made here. Chazal made a mistake, why can't we argue with Chazal and say they made a mistake? That's a point you should say to yourself, you know, it's interesting, that's only when you have a a cheshit in something that Shiloh became this aura. Like, are we honestly evaluating Hazal? Or the only issue you seem to have is because you want to watch TV Shabbos yesterday. But more than that, on the essence thing itself, take a muscle, and this is the type of thing I know in the Washington mentality would work well. Tell the kids a story. You renovated your kitchen, and you really needed to, was, it was really falling apart, and you called the contractor, and he drew plans, and he said it will cost $45,000. And you took a deep breath and said, it's like two years out in the academy or so. And then, and then you said, then he says, you know what? Um, three years in TI. The, 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 and then <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing at the Navy Tate. But, 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 but what? Okay. So, so you say to him, then the guy said to me, he nodded and winked and said, I'll pay you something. The reason why it's so darn expensive is because Maryland is overregulated. The type of sugar. It, 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 the wire has to be ten times the size. I will make it as safe as my house is. It's not going to be cold. I'll get it by the inspectors. 
it'll cost you $15,000 instead of $45,000. And I guarantee you, on my advice, nobody's going to be burnt in the house, nobody's going to be electrocuted. I'm personally taking responsibility. I tell it to the kids that are in the study. Most kids will say, that's terrible, that's playing with dangerous. Tell them, why? Because everyone realizes that safety, you don't want to make one margin. You don't want the wire to be strong enough for the current. You don't want to be twice as You want to be five times as strong. You don't want to build an elevator to fit what you think will go there. You want it to fit ten times because with safety you don't play and so on. The reason, you don't play with safety. You, you, you know, you, you want it to. Now, why is it that the Torah don't feel that way? The, the Chazanish once said, someone asked the Chazanish, why are you so machmer? And he said, you're making a mistake. He said, Everybody's machmer. An article is in the paper that milk is not healthy for you. There'll be a 10% drop in the sales of milk for a few weeks till people will get over it. But its trailer is, it's performer like, you know, as long as the rabbi said it's okay, that bears on his head. Doesn't it show a lack of provision for Shabbos? Chazal looked at Shabbos as the most important thing. Don't we want to make a safety factor of five notches? And you know darn well that when the TV's on, once it's playing, and there's another channel or something better. You put it on the wrong channel before Shabbos. You don't think you turn the knob to that channel? So if Shabbos is not so important, so you're right. But doesn't it show a lack of integrity, a lack of, 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 of appreciation of this Shabbos? In other words, so you're taking something where every kid understands that you, you, when you build something at home, electricity, when you redo electricity, you want it to beat the cold because it's very important. Transfer that over to, to, to something like, uh, you know, like, like the Xeris of Shabbos. The, the reason why there was such common Xeris is because, because of how strong you felt about these things. Um, the same thing with why can't we argue Chazal and say they made a mistake. Well, in this case, what you need to explain also is Chazal were talking about very human characteristics. Um, maybe they made a mistake, but maybe the guy who made that code was also made a mistake. But you'd rather err and pay a few more dollars and get, and get something safe. Chazal evaluated human nature. That once music is playing, you get into it and you lose yourself. And, 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 and you know, you, you fiddle around with it. And we want to make sure that we stay very clear of it. So, you don't have to go and say Chazal never made a mistake. You just say, well, if, if they made a mistake, so it's, it's, it's no harm done. If you made a mistake, you're going to be paying with Chol Shabbos. And Chol Shabbos is thus very essential. Fine, honesty and grading. Can teachers change an academic grade in order to show parents' poor conduct? Um, okay, generally speaking, um, it's important that the kids perceive the teacher as being honest. In other words, if the kid's marks were good, and he knows that, the, that and, and he feels that there is a personal vendetta of the teacher, that's going to be, it, it's going to be difficult. But what you can do is, and again, there are obviously limitations because you work for the institution, when the class starts and say, Rabbi Isai, let me tell you something about the way I see Kumish class or math class. I'm not grading how much math you know. That, you know, you'll, you'll take at some point an SAT or a standard test, and that'll dull that. I'm grading the environment and the class. How much are you part of the class, and how much are you into it? The marks you get on the test for the knowledge is one part of it. The participation in the class, the environment you're in, is part of it. Part of your mark is going to be how much you made it is that. And that is one way to do it. And the second way, you don't need to feel 
you can add a note and say, so-and-so, your son, you know, it's, it's sometimes done, I've gotten 100 old math tests. However, there are issues that he needs to deal with as a human being. No, that's a, that's, that's a, it, it, I think it's a more honest approach and it works better with a kid than if I drain the mark. Because then the kid feels bitter. But if, but if you lay down and say, listen, I want to say something. If you know everything about a triangle, there is to know. But you, you're a subhuman when it comes to other things. That's, 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 you know, that's the way it is. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's, I believe there's room in report cards for remarks. And, and you, know, you can say it in a more diplomatic way. I, I, know, I know that it's not the way you want that. But you can say, you know, there are other areas that you feel you could. Uh, uh, six, teaching Ikri Muna. What is an effective way of teaching Ikri Muna? So, um, I think also we might have mentioned this here. My feeling is like this. Um, if you leave the floor open to argue about intellectually about issues of Amuna, um, you're always asking for an argument, and the very rarely that you can convince people with an open argument. Um, when I read somewhere a quote, when an argument starts with, I don't understand what you mean, it never ends with, now I understand what you mean. You know, that, that's not, that, that's not, you know, people, and especially kids, teenagers are argumentative, they like to argument, and, and you know, they have a ball with it, and, and it'll never finish off with that. Um, yes? You said teenagers, I'm wondering, uh, when you say Ikari and should be even taught at that age, or is it something that should be implied? So, so, so let's go slowly. In the dry sense of going through Sefer Ikrim or Sefer Rambam, no, I'm not a big chassid of it because um, it, it's, it's just it's somewhat mechanical for the kids and it's begging for trouble. You've got to believe this is going to raise why. You know, it, it, it's... Ikari Moon in the sense, there's Akadosh Baruch Hu, there's Ashkacha, there's good and bad, there's obligations on a person, and every person is going to have to stand and give judgment to Akadosh Baruch Hu. Those are the things... And Torah is the way that teaches a person right from wrong. Those are things that the kid needs to learn in school. If anything, you know, if, if he's learned anything, those are the most important ikram. Um, those are the ikram. The way to do it is not by raising it as an issue, but by slowly, um, you know, slowly dripping it in in other ways. Um, when you talk about every person is going to have to face someday an answer, did I do right? Kids will, every kid feels that that's right. In other words, when, when, when it's put in terms like that, um, you have to get, you really think that the Nazis will not face any, any, any judgment. Do you really feel a person is not accountable? Um, you know, it, 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 when you talk about it in terms like that, most kids, it will resonate with the kids well. Um, when you say, you know, we learn so much stuff and we learn so many subjects and such wonderful things and science on, does it teach us the difference between right and wrong? Do we, learning science and biology and history even, history teaches us what worked, what didn't work, where are we going to learn the most basic kind of, and ask the kids, well, how are we supposed to learn right from wrong? And the kids, everybody knows what's right. You can put that all sorts of predicaments. Can you steal to save somebody's life? And what, and what are you basing it on? You're basing it on nothing. So, so those are things that kids can understand. A person speaks about a hashkacha story without labeling it as such. 
Um, you know, without saying, oh, Rabbi say, I want to tell you, Ashkochah's story is going to be a Chazik Emuna. So, so, so you're already begging for a kid to say, nah, it didn't happen, or, or that. But say, you know, I just heard a girl's story, and, or how small a person is. How, take a look, you know, um, when you, put a, you go to visit somebody who's sick, and you say, you know, I was thinking about the person, and he was a person who was a brilliant man, and... Um, I, I once, I remember when Nixon got, had a stroke and died, and Kissinger said something, I just remember because it was kind of, some, he said how terrible it is that the mouth that moved worlds is now frozen still. And you know, so I went to say, this, this person walked and everybody quaked, he was so powerful, so wealthy, and I looked at him, a shriveled up old man that doesn't know what's going on with him. Is this what we're all about? In other words, you, you, you need to take stories that events that you can relate on a personal type of level, or something you read about, that will give the message there, that the Eshtin, the Eshtayin, and, you know, those, those, so I do believe you certainly must teach Ikrit Munah, but the Ikrit Munah, I don't think, should be taught with a Hini Mukhram Zuman, because then it's asking for, um, when, let's say kids raise the topic of Mashiach, you don't need to, you, you, what you need to say is, listen, let's take a look at the world. What do you think the world is? Give a grade it. And most people say it's terrible, it's rotten, it's full of evil. So you say, Akarish Baruch Hu, who is good and perfect, can we imagine it to be anything more than a transition phase for something that's as good as Akarish Baruch Hu? You don't need to ask the kids, well, do you believe Akarish Baruch Hu is perfect? If yes, don't, don't give it as a chance to kind of argue on that. Most kids do believe it now, and, and so if you phrase it the way you say, like the, like the Mrs. Sharm says, you know, like Dan Hal says, um, if you look around the world, nobody else could think that this is the end of it all. There's, there's no real tove, nobody has it all good, everybody has its pet, has its things, so obviously the world has to come some sort of ticker. We can only understand the world in terms of a means, a process to get to some sort of final thing. If you walk into the kitchen of a very expensive restaurant and you see stuff hanging all over the place that doesn't look very appetizing, you say, well, this is before it's been processed and served. It doesn't look like that way over there. So this is a way a kid understands Mashiach is to bring the perfection. Don't we all want to have a good world? Don't we all yearn for it? That's what Mashiach is about. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's to give it over in, in such a thing. That's my thing. Um, any other? I, I sort of... Yes. With all the technology, then, is it ideal to... Do you use the technology? Do you use technology and, and try to enhance the possibility, or do we say that it dumbs it down? Um, so, I... Um, technology takes away from learning. Um, but uh, it, 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 it certainly, there is nothing that beats sitting and harping over something. It's real learning. And everything else is a game. That's the, the, perfect, the perfect version of it. Um, for many kids, um, the perfect version is not going to work. I, I know if Shach was very against when he had Mishnayis with pictures. I, I remember once with Kalen, and he already come out with a picture book. I tried very, very hard to learn without the picture book. And then I would recheck the picture to see if I was right. Um, there were only two things that I just couldn't figure out from the lab what they were. It was mafteach, and it was, it was very difficult. I just couldn't, I couldn't picture it from the words. But if you work hard enough, you can. That's the ideal. 
again, you need to see what the kids are up to. But let me tell you something. Even a kid who seems far away, mix, mix it, because there is nothing that beats a kid's satisfaction when he sat, figured out something, came up with something worthwhile proactively, that gives the biggest satisfaction, and that's where you hook a kid into learning. Every kid who got hooked into learning, it's because he came up with something, he liked the experience, and he did well. So for, for kids in different environments, or different backgrounds, it's mix and match. You need to start with, um, you know, you're going to use a lot of things just because you need to fill up the lesson time, but don't take away time from the kids sitting with the Gemaras and figuring it out themselves. You know, the PowerPoint stuff is nice. Okay, let's look at the Mishnah. What are your arguments for and what are your arguments against? We're, from what we've learned, do you, does anyone, can anyone bring something similar to it? Let the kids sit and learn how to think because it's the one thing they'll enjoy and will hook them eventually on the learning. Um, so so, it's, so I would say it's a kind of, where the need is there, it's a kind of babysitter. But it's certainly not the learning experience that's going to make the kids turn on. Uh, so I have an, uh, that's my sensitive. But again, I, I don't have much personal experience. I haven't, in Yeshiva Dolo, we've never had to use movies and videos. So I, I, I really, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just telling you, but my, I see it even younger kids. I see people from different backgrounds. When, when you get that feeling of having accomplished it, you're going to what? When you, when you have that feeling that you accomplished it, 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 that's, that's where it happens. The day a kid changes is when he worked hard and he figured it out and he said, I have it. And that's very important. It's very important at that point to be motivated. I, I have a class once a week I teach the the, 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 the high share, the, the, in usually seniors and juniors, I teach Menchus once a week um, on Monday nights, uh, Thursday nights. And I find, you know, I, I, so what I do is I pick pieces that are not complicated because they don't have the background and the, and the type of back and forth where they could really work with it. But I pick pieces that are quite simple. I present the, the, the point he makes, and then I ask him, what do you answer? What would you say differently? Do you agree? Does it have to be like in Now, and I try very hard any time a kid says, so the kids actually think, they, they actually think and they come up with us, sometimes extremely good, uh, you know, occasionally like phenomenally good, and a lot of times, but... Even if a kid comes up with a swear that's kacha kacha, there's always a good point to it, and lash out to it and say, would you, the point that you make would be right if, or the point that you're making is half the answer, but. I mean, Reb Nochams, I mean, I look back now, but that, I came to the Mishiva, I wasn't 17 yet, and we felt free to speak to Reb Nochams learning. And in the beginning, he would always have like a pattern. In the beginning, he would let you have it to show you that you don't know what you're talking about and you've come to learn not to... But then he was very encouraging. I know, occasionally, if he felt he was sloppy, he would, he would let you have it. But, but, there Klau, but he would find an equivalent and say, the point you really need to drive at is this or that. And, and usually it was sort of the point mixed in. And the famous joke was um, somebody, when he finished talking... Like he said a chabur, like he pulled up nothing chabur, and nothing said you have to make something I'm saying. You probably want to do that. And then when he finished saying, yes, so what did I want to say again? <laughs> what, what, what was I, what was I saying? <laughs> you know, but 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 that's the best way. The day a kid uses his head and sees some success, he's there. That's the that's the moment when when he's there, and that's really what you're looking for. Um, and, and you can scale that. It can be mishnayis. The kids can argue mishnayis. You have to swear us a kind of as long as they're within the range. And 
Don't stop enjoying it. It's the only place they have it today where, where you can actually work, think, come up with something, and, and see some Hatzlach in it. And then that's... Okay, I... I uh, any more? Yes? That really depends. Like, we're going back to the davening. Where is the environment the kid is coming from? If the kid is coming from an environment that is... Um, that is expected. His father said Muslim, Muslim, always his parents say Muslim, his neighbors say Muslim, Muslim, then yes, it's like if the kids, you know, if the kids got to turn the light off, they'll tell them, listen, that you can also, it, it's, it's good if you frame it in a way where you understand, you tell the kids, you know, it's tough. I know recess is only 15 minutes and it's hard, but you know, sometimes in life we override things as tough as it is. And this will, you know, this will, we're, 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 in an environment where the kids are coming from the background, but someone's not a given, I'm, I'm not sure I would make an attempt to notice it. Or, it depend, again, depending on each month, I would tell the kids to just do the derisa. I don't know. You know, you have to be very careful. There's an evaluation of here. But generally speaking, if the kid understands down deep that this is the right thing to do, then you're right in doing it. But show them empathy. Tell them, you know, it's hard. You know, I know myself when I have time to look forward to taking off and something comes up I have to do, it's tough, but what a person has to do takes precedence of what a person wants to do. If a kid is coming to a vine we just be bitter about it because he's not happy with it, um, you, you have to use a judgment. It's not, it's not a... At the end of the day, you're not passing the Muslim, you're passing, you're passing, what are you doing with this kid here? Um, are you creating an, another dropout, or are you teaching him values and so on? In, and kefir in you. Yes. Or somebody else? I, yeah. Um, should I try I'm sure there's a question from the Person can walk around and say, Rabbi Solomon said it's okay to hit back. Because you have to understand another thing. 
from experience, whenever you pass get a shiloh, make a statement, it takes on the format of the macabre, not of the nation. They're not going to be quoting you, they're quoting themselves as of what they heard from you. That, that, that's the Taraklal. The, the, so so uh, you want to pat it with halacha. You can tell them, take a look at the halacha. And technically, if a person did din la'atzmai, he's, he's okay. But we tell a person, you are probably going to do it wrong. You're not there, but you're going to lose yourself, you're going to do things you're going to regret, and you lose things that are wrong. If, if, if it takes X amount of force to stop it from bringing it back, and you use twice as much over a low sussing, do it through best, do it through authority. That's what the halacha says for this reason. So the kid will hear in the background yet to the day that, you, you know, if there's no other color color kids, then you can defend yourself. But don't go down and record saying that. You have to be able to, your position was authority is the right way to deal with problems. A bezdin, a, a, a police, you know, whatever the situation is. Okay, so I, I have to run the other. See him, Mishnah is one of the boys in high school, so I just. Where's that kid? Okay. Then I'm going to check to Rabbi Yasef. Hi. How are you? Bad? How are you? You want to come with me? You want to make me a free man? How are you, Brad?